0: Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the college admissions process podcast. I am your host, John Durante. And I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insights straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given podcast episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk.com at gmail.com and don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com so are you ready let's talk about it Welcome to the CAP. John Durante here. Welcome to the College Admissions Process Podcast. It gives me great pleasure to introduce all of you to Nikki Short from High Point University. Nikki, how are you today?
1: I'm good, John. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing great, and thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know that your insight is going to help a lot of students and their parents. So again, we appreciate everything that you do for us.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure. So I read on the website, Nikki, that High Point University announced back in October of 2007 that it was doubling its investment in academic programs, student life, scholarships, and construction of new facilities. The university's board of trustees approved doubling the investment in the university from $110 million to $225 million over a period of three years. Since 2005, 90 new buildings have been built, acquired or are under construction on the High Point University campus, including state-of-the-art academic schools, student centers, residence halls, and even athletic stadiums. No wonder so many more people from the New York area, uh, which is where I'm from, are applying to High Point University. So what is it that you could tell us about High Point in terms of students wanting to apply? What's making it so appealing to them?
1: Of course, so there's a lot that I could say here, but I do wanna start off with, as you've mentioned, now that we've put so much into campus, it is, it's absolutely beautiful. We have some of the best food, the best dorms in the nation, and I definitely think that's what begins to draw people in in the first place, but it goes so much deeper than that. We do something here that I think really makes us stand out. So here at High Point University, we base everything we do around this academic philosophy called the four pillars, and the four pillars are academic excellence, experiential learning, the development of life skills, and fostering values and building character. So at any university you go to, they're gonna tell you that academic excellence is important to them. We're gonna tell you the exact same thing. Here at High Point, we have a 15 to one student-faculty ratio. 100% of our classes are taught by faculty, so not TAs, and 87% of those faculty members have a terminal degree which means that they're here because they want to teach and they're here to share their knowledge with students. Going into that experiential learning component, it's learning from experience. So we're not going to sit a student down in a classroom and talk at them, we're going to let them do. 25% of our class time is considered experiential. Through that, we have a new studio on campus, a crime lab, a planetarium, a stock trading room with ticker tape. And this is also that students can get comfortable in the environment that they'll be in once they graduate. So whether it's student teaching, lab work, undergraduate research, students are exposed to what they're going to be doing in the real world as early as their freshman year. And going into that life skills, any school is going to give you a degree, but here at High Point, we're going to prepare you for the world, not as it is, not as it was, but as it's going to be. So we have learning labs on campus where you can do a mock interview with a faculty member, and then you can watch back a recording of yourself and see where you need to improve. We have 1924 Prime, which is a five-star steakhouse included in your meal plan, where students learn dining etiquette. Our university president actually teaches a life skills class to every single freshman, where they will learn the perfect handshake, gratitude, time management, financial literacy, among a million other things. And that final pillar is values and character. And that helps develop our students into well-rounded individuals. Our students voluntarily complete over 100,000 hours of community service every year to give back to the community around us. We host a huge Veterans Day celebration every single year, a big community Christmas event. Freshmen actually bring in their favorite books to campus when they move in and we donate them to local elementary schools with like a little note inside. Um, the other year we built 200 bicycles and surprise them um, to 200 children all around the area. Teamwork, generosity, and humility are all kind of at the core of what we do here. And we know all of this works because 97% of our graduates either have a job in their chosen field or are continuing on to graduate school within six months of graduation. Our students are emerging from college prepared to tackle the real world.
0: That sounds fantastic. And... One thing that I want to tell you is that there's quite a few students from the high school where I'm principal that um, mm-hmm. went or are currently at High Point, And any time that I've spoken to them, they have nothing but accolades in terms of the High Point community. So you guys have done a phenomenal job uh, just fostering that sense of community and family. So congratulations on that. So speaking of applications, how many applications do you, do, do you review a year? And do you personally, Nikki, represent uh, a specific region?
1: So personally, I work with students from Brooklyn, Queens, Nassau, and Suffolk counties, and just me alone, I receive around 800 applications a year. Wow. Altogether, as an office, we receive well over 11,000 applications every year, and this year has been our biggest year yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and growing, I know. Like I said, the feedback has been <laughs> tremendous, so it is definitely... You know a lot of um a lot of good feelings towards high point which is why i'm so happy you know that you're here so let's talk about the freshman class uh what is the average profile of the current freshman class in terms of their gpa and any other related data you collect such as uh, sat or act scores
1: so the average gpa of our applicants is around 3.4 and when it comes to test scores we are test optional but for those that do submit their scores, the average typically falls around a 1260 on the SAT and a 26 on the ACT.
0: Fantastic. So what advice would you give a student, let's say if they fall you know, a little lower than the current freshman class, uh, should they apply?
1: Absolutely. For students that have GPAs that might be a little bit lower than average, I do recommend applying either early decision or early action just because, you know, if your GPA is a little lower, it will show that you truly do want to go here, which looks fantastic. I also recommend reaching out to me, unless I reach out first, and we can always just chat about it. I know that a student's GPA isn't going to be the only thing that defines them, and they can still be a great student and do great things in college, even if they do have a lower GPA in high school. And kind of going off that as well, we have a really cool bridge program here called Summer Advantage, so essentially you would come to High Point for a month over the summer, take two classes, get that opportunity to kind of acclimate yourself to a college level class without feeling completely overwhelmed by a full course load. And it's a great option for those students whose GPAs might fall a little lower than our average and might not feel 100% confident with their abilities yet.
0: That sounds like a great program again to help you know, students transition from high school to uh, college to High Point. And, you know, and I'm assuming that you have programs in place to not only help them transition to High Point, but also to make them successful and graduate in four years. So my next question is, do you have any special services for students that had an IEP or a 504 back in high school? And if so, you know, if you could just elaborate in terms of some of the things that you do to make sure that everyone is successful.
1: Yeah, of course. So we have what we call our ORS office. And the ORS, all capital, O-A-R-S, stands for our Office of Accessibility Resources and Services. And for students that might need some accommodations through ORS, there's no different application process. Um, and they don't even need to tell me about it if they don't want to. Once they've been accepted to the university, they just have to reach out to the ORS office and let them know that they have an IEP or a 504 and they'd like to continue receiving their accommodations once they get to college really the biggest difference between doing this in high school and college is just that the students themselves are responsible for telling their professors they need accommodations. So they'll still get the accommodations, of course, but they just need to be the ones to reach out at the beginning of the year to professors and say, hey, listen, I have an IEP. I need extra time on my tests. And the professor would say, sounds good. You got it. And I guess in terms of that too, my biggest piece of advice for any student that does have an IEP is to use it. You know, if they call up and tell their professor that they need extra time on a test, I'm going to keep using that example because I know that's one I hear a lot from students. And let's say they wind up not needing the extra time. It's no big deal. But let's say they don't want to tell their professor and, you know, now it's time for the final and you're panicking because you have five minutes left and 30 questions to go and you're going to really regret not telling them. So it's in place to help you. It's here. Take advantage of it.
0: That, that's great advice. And, you know, what I'm thinking is I'd like to place perhaps links to the OR program and, any, and, and any other links that you want to include, you know, regarding um, High Point in the show notes. So, you know, we'll make sure to have that so that anyone that's interested in learning more about it, they'll have the links in the show notes. Absolutely. What about students aspiring to play sports in college? What advice do you have for prospective student athletes in terms of making their intentions to play known?
1: Yeah, so the biggest thing is to reach out to the coaches. I really cannot say it enough. If a student wants to play at a D1 level, due to the NCAA rules, I can't really do much about it on the admission side, but the most I could say is that, let's say they wanna play baseball. If they Google High Point University baseball coach, The first link, if they click that, it'll have the contact information for the head and the assistant coaches right there. All they have to do is send them an email and tell them how awesome they are. Now, if a student's interested in playing at a club level, I could do a little more on my end. And we actually have an interest form online that they could fill out. And if they shoot me an email, I can actually get them in contact with the coaches.
0: Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. Do you conduct on-site interviews with prospective students?
1: Yeah, so it's not necessary, but if a student wants to come to campus and interview, I'm more than happy to conduct it. And Because you're all in New York, um, oftentimes virtual interviews may be a little bit of a better medium, and that's absolutely something that we can accommodate. Um, I would suggest just students read over their application and just prepare any questions they might have for me. Um, If they're coming to campus, they can always bring a resume if they have one, because really the whole purpose of that interview is just to get to know the student better. The biggest piece of advice is, you know just don't wear another college's T-shirt to the interview. If I could see you and you're wearing some, I'm, (laughs) you know.
0: (laughs) That is great advice. And, you know, speaking of, of advice, you know, do you have any other advice in terms of how to prepare for the interview, which you pointed out in most cases would be, you know, on a Zoom, uh, that's something that we learned in COVID, right? How easy it is to just have conversations with people, you know, remotely. So other than not wearing, you know, another (laughs) college's t-shirt, you know, in terms of preparation, in terms of what you want to get from that meeting with the student, uh, what other advice could you offer?
1: Yeah, so especially if it is online, make sure you know the platform. If you have your computer, do it on your computer. Don't have your phone propped up. It gets that better angle. It shows that you're a little bit more prepared for it. Um, In reviewing your application, typically if we're having an interview, maybe there is something you're concerned about. If you're concerned about it, I've probably seen it. I'm probably concerned about it as well. If you have a lower grade on something, if you feel comfortable, this is your time to tell me what happened. I know, especially with online learning, a lot of students were telling me, hey, listen, This was really difficult for me in this particular class. And when you look at the year, you can see it matches up with when they went online. Just being able to tell me, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I know. What do you think? And not just coming into the interview thinking we're just going to look at each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate that. And that's great advice. You know, another place where someone could show off their personality would be the college essays. So what are some examples of college essays that really stuck with you? In other words, you know, when you read them, you thought, wow, I, I really have to meet this student. This, this, this seems like such a great person.
1: <laughs> so I already have a student in mind for this one in particular. Um, he started his essay with, let me tell you about the first time I got high. Oh. Um, he's a pole vaulter. And he wrote about, (laughs) nothing draws you in quite like that. (laughs)
0: That's fantastic.
1: (laughs) He wrote about, you know, how much he loves the sports, all the sport, um, how much he loves the sports, um, all the lessons that he's learned through it. And he was able to kind of relate it back to every aspect of his life. He talked about how it really changed him as a person and kind of just mellowed him out, made him realize that you know, he could get a little bit more confidence. And once he's in the air, once he's high, (laughs) nothing else (laughs) matters. And, you know, he's completely at peace. And it was a little bit cheeky, but it's also really genuine. And it really showed me who he was as a person. I read every single essay that comes through my way, all 800 of them. And really the whole thing through the essay, I just want to learn more about you. I just want the student to tell me something that I'm not going to be able to see in the rest of their application. I want to see something from their heart, something through their personality, not just, here's my college essay, I'm writing it because everything says I have to write about this subject. It could be about anything as long as I'm able to see you shine through.
0: Yeah, so it's really, you know, a place where a student's personality is going to shine through. You know, we always talk about college admissions reps, you receive the transcript. Obviously, you see the rigor of their coursework. You see their grades, um, but you don't see their personality. So that's definitely, you know, an area where students need to, you know, let that shine through, as you put it. Uh, In terms of teacher letters of recommendation, what are you looking for to help you get a better picture of the candidate? Um, And again, part two to that question, do you have any specific examples that... uh, That really stood out
1: so I know that teachers are asked to write so many letters of recommendation each year and I know that they cannot write a highly individualized letter for every single student that asks but especially because I work with a smaller number of high schools I can definitely tell the difference between the letters that come from a template and those that came straight from the teachers heart I love to see when teachers mention specific situations in their class regarding the student, because it really lets me see that particular student from that teacher's eyes. Anyone can write, you know, oh, she was a pleasure to have in class. But when you tell me how the student was able to relate a classic that you analyzed in English class to their favorite Netflix original, I'm able to learn so much more about them rather than just, oh yeah, they were great. They have good grades. They're involved in this. I want examples.
0: <laughs> right, right. And, and, and again, like, you know, you already know what their grades are, right? Because you're seeing the transcript. So if the teacher elaborates and shares, you know, how the, the student took a leadership role or how um, they're able to articulate ideas, you know, something that, you know, you can't get from just reading off the transcript, I would imagine would be extremely helpful.
1: Absolutely.
0: So how often should a student visit the campus and do you keep track of such things, um, you know, whether it's virtual or in person? And what other advice would you give a student and their parents if they want the college to really know that they're serious about attending?
1: So if possible, I do recommend that students and their families visit campus at least once. It's it's incredibly hard to picture yourself somewhere when you haven't actually been there in person. <laughs> and we do keep track of when students come to campus, and we track it as this thing that we call demonstrated interest. I know New York is not exceptionally close to High Point, and I get that. So there's other ways to show demonstrated interest other than just coming down to campus. Students can attend info sessions. They can talk to counselors when they come up and visit them. They can even just shoot them an email or give them a phone call. And those things really do make applicants stand out, and it shows that they're interested. We just we really just want to get to know them a little bit more beyond just the application they send us.
0: Yeah. And that's great advice, you know, to reach out. Would you recommend that they reach out, you know, in junior year or earlier? Is there a time frame? Any thoughts on that? I would say
1: reach out before you send the application. I know some students send their application later in the year, some will send them earlier, but I want to know who is sending me this application before it comes across my desk, before I see it in there. If a student is really interested in the university and they wanna reach out junior year, that's awesome. And that definitely shows that interest, but maybe a student hasn't found us until October of their senior year. That's all right too.
0: Great, great advice. Thank you so much. And of course, every admissions officer receives a copy of the prospective student's transcript, activity sheet. So what kinds of things are you looking for when reviewing these items? You know, try to give us a little bit more insight in terms of that process.
1: Mm -hmm. So when it comes to transcripts, I'm looking for improvement above all. It's, It's great to see straight A's, but I know that isn't a realistic thing for every single student. If you start off freshman year and you're doing poorly, but then you're able to bring your grades up a little bit each year, it really stands out to me because it shows me that you're persevering and you're overcoming some really big challenges. We're also going to be looking at the classes you're taking, honors, AP, IB classes, all of those show up. We take a look at those and it shows us that you're able to challenge yourself. Depending on what you plan on majoring into, I'm also going to check out some of the classes that might be related. So if you tell me you're going to major in physics, but you've gotten consistently low grades in math and physics, I'm going to reach out and probably give you a call and ask what's going on with that when it comes to the activity sheet too, we wanna see a well-rounded student. I know students hear that again and again, you'd have to be well-rounded, you have to be (laughs) well-rounded. Leadership also, that looks fantastic. I just wanna see what they're doing in and out of school. If, let's say you mow the lawn for your family every Sunday, don't be shy to put that in the activity sheet. You could even write, you know, amateur landscaper. It shows responsibility, it shows consistency. Even older siblings, if they babysit their younger siblings, again, it shows that responsibility. It shows that maturity. It doesn't have to be all of these grand gestures in the activity sheet. I know I had one student who built his own PC from scratch. And I don't know if you know a lot about building computers. I did not prior to this. But it is a hugely labor-intensive process. And this student had to teach himself all of these different skills over the course of a single summer. And that's awesome. He should absolutely include that.
0: Yeah. So it's again, you know, giving insight in terms of what their interests are, you know, what makes them tick, what their personalities are. So I love it. I love the examples you gave. I was curious, do you prefer when a student, you know, declares a major or just says I'm undecided? Is there a difference or benefit to one as opposed to the other?
1: Not particularly, I will say um, High Point University, I think is an excellent school to go in undeclared because we do have a program specifically for students that are undeclared, which will give them insight. You know, let's say they really, they took classes in high school. They loved everything they did. That's okay. That's what college is for, is for figuring it out. And you're able to take classes in every subject. You're able to meet with your success coach, which is like um, their first year advisor. And they're able to say, hey, I like this, this, and this. What can I do with this major? There's no pressure to choose a major if they're not ready yet.
0: And lastly, what are your three top pieces of advice you would offer prospective students and their parents in terms of the college application process?
1: So the first piece of advice is absolutely reach out to us. Reach out to all of the counselors of the schools you're applying to. I cannot tell you enough. Reach out, please. We want to hear from you. And Our job is to be here for you and to answer any questions you can throw our way. That's what we're here for. On top of that, come to campus if you can. The best way to do it really is to just plan a trip to visit colleges all around a similar area during one of your breaks, because truly you can do all the research in the world, but nothing's going to give you an experience quite like actually being there at the school you're looking at. And finally, relax. I know, I know this process is so, so incredibly stressful. We've been through it, but you're still young. You don't have to have your whole life planned out by 17. It's going to be all right. You're going to get where you're going. Just make sure you focus on enjoying the ride there as well.
0: That is awesome advice, Nikki. And again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to meet with us, give your insight in terms of the college admissions process, to give us information about High Point University, which sounds like an outstanding Um, option for students. Come visit. (laughs) I, I will. I'd love to. And so again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you being on the podcast.
1: Of course. Thank you again for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to announce that we've teamed up with some fantastic affiliate partners to further enhance your overall college journey. So do you or someone you know need stylish dorm decor, trendy college apparel, or top-notch test prep? Whether it's creating a cozy home away from home, flaunting the latest in college apparel, or securing top-notch test prep help, we've got you covered. Check out our affiliate links in the show notes within each of these categories, which we believe will help you, our listeners. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast does get a small commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit you, our listeners. So check out the links in the show notes and share with anyone you think may benefit. Thank you all and best wishes.